a podcast brought to you by Energy Live News. Richard, thank you for joining me on Talking Energy. Um, let's start with you. Let's talk about you, your story. Uh, how did you end up in the energy sector? Well, I, I'm relatively new to the energy sector. I, I started life as a, as a banker. Um, we won't hold that against you. Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> I, um, I then came out of banking in 2000, uh, the, the turn of the century, and started a fund management business right. investing in commercial property. Uh, and then that morphed pretty quickly to investing in doctor surgeries, which okay. was a very well uh, subsidised industry by the, by the government. Right. And in 2010, having built a lot of doctor surgeries, where we were asked actually quite early on by the NHS to look at sustainability and all of that, oh, wow. I, I started to look at the solar industry and right. thought, actually, um, I can't, can't find a way into that uh, that would make sense. And somebody came to me with a plan for um, biomass because the RHI had just been sure, coming out. Yeah. So um, that's how I got into the sector. That's uh, so being, really strange. So you were yeah. in a completely different world. Yeah. You're, you're you know, doing a business that's a, a finance business, yeah. building these things. Yeah. But why did this attract you, the idea that when the NHS said, oh, we need some sustainable, why did that trigger something in you? Because you could have just carried on, I'll do this and, and then build other things. Actually, uh, the truthful answer to yeah. that was Prince Charles... Um, was That's very, a good bit of name dropping. <laughs> was, no, was very interested in some of the things we were doing on the doctor's surgeries. Right. And of course, he has been one of the main of course, um, yeah. sort of proponents to, to, to climate change. And actually, I, I, it, it just sparked my interest. And that's how I then started to research the industry. What did you think? Because obviously, you know, so around about 2010, so yeah. about as long as yeah. I've been in, yeah. in looking in the industry. So I came, I was from a journalism, yeah. I knew very little, yeah. had very different eyes to see it. Mm. How did you see the energy sector when you looked at it? 10 years ago. Well, it's like everything I've ever done at the start, I knew absolutely bugger all about yeah. it. So, um, you know, I thought actually the energy industry was about coal-fired or nuclear-fired power absolutely, stations yeah. that generated electrons into the grid. and Big and power done, coming down. Yeah. And I hadn't really ever given any thought to how, um, how heating worked, other than I knew you could burn logs or, or use a gas. Yeah. Um, and the more I looked into it, I thought actually there's an electricity play and there's a heat play. And where that's morphed now, um, as our business model has developed, is actually what the experience I had in, in aggregating doctor's surgeries. Yes. I thought, actually, we could aggregate small-scale power assets. And the more people I then went to speak to, um, uh, large corporates, small mm. corporates, everybody was wanting energy security on their site. Of course. So I thought to myself, actually, there must be an aggregation model in, in energy at a small scale, because I could never build a generator, you know, a large generator. Yeah, sure. So that's in a are rather long-winded way of how I got round to I have to say, you, you sound quite disruptive. Are you a disruptive thinker? Would you say that's what it is? Because to look at something from, <clears throat> to come into a new industry and then say, actually, I see something I could use from my previous life and build it as kind of mark of a sort of disruptive thinking. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't, what, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I've never, never tabled it as, 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 as disruptive, yeah. but I, I do think your experience from other industries can, mm. can, can bring experience to particularly the energy industry where it's been, a, you know, it's been around f forever. 
A very but, stage. Yes, a very stage. But yeah. it's probably, out of all the things I've ever done, it is the most exciting industry to work in. There is so much to do. Mm. Um, you know, building doctor's surgeries is great, but it's pretty boring. Yeah. Um, energy has so many different facets to it. Mm. Um, but the, the principles of... Um, the, the, the big issue is that um, in energy, large companies can't do it small. Mm. And if you're starting off in the energy industry, you've got to start small. So our original name was Aggregated Micropower, which yeah. was about aggregating distributed energy assets. Yes. And that really is the core DNA to our business uh, of Amp Clean Energy today. And our business today is really about two things. One is offering behind-the-meter solutions to corporates. And in front of the meter, it's all about flexibility. And we can go into the, the detail. Yeah, let's, let's explore some of that. So, yeah. so at Clean Energy now, if I were to put you, where would you see yourselves as? Are you uh, offering businesses an independent solution or are you there uh, as a pathway to decarbonisation or a bit of both? What, what do you see yourself well, as? We're definitely a pathway to decarbonisation. Right. But what I would see as Clean Energy is we want to build, own, operate and finance assets that we can help industry and um, parts of the grid decarbonise. And it's, we want to not just do one piece of those, because lots of people say, I just want to be the financer, yeah. or I just want to do the operation and maintenance. We want to build, own and operate and finance um, our own assets inside other people's um, businesses and operations. Okay, so let's give an example. So I'm a big corporate and I come to you and I say, Richard, what can you help me with? So are you saying you could say, right, I'll look at your site. Uh, in fact, I want to explain to me how you would do it. Yeah. How would you find something for me, find the solution that you'd build for me and then finance it for me? Yeah, okay, so really big corporates kind of get it and they have yeah. big sustainability teams and they're, they're well on with their sustainability objectives. The mid-tier corporates mm -hmm. have, it's really only just coming onto their board agendas. And a lot of them don't, firstly, don't have the capital to decarbonise. And because they want to spend the capital on their of core course. operations. Um, but they all now want to, you know, are serious about net zero. We're all serious about net zero. And they need help to do that. They are inundated with consultants and yes, all the likes, giving yeah. them the latest solution. Mm -hmm. So what typical corporate we would talk to might have anything from one to ten sites or, or, or more. And we would ask them to um, give, give us their data, their electricity data, their heat data. Um, and obviously we understand you know, where their facilities are. Mm -hmm. And then we can look at what the best solution it is. Mm -hmm. um, our business has grown out of being able to decarbonise heat by installing um, uh, biomass, uh, particularly the higher heat users, but that is now m morphing into um, rooftop solar, heat pumps, and the really interesting market potentially, particularly with the corporates who have uh, things like foundries and processes that yeah. throw off heat, is waste heat recovery, where you can recover the heat and turn it into electricity. So, so are you, um, let's, let's break that down, are you yeah. technology agnostic then at present? So you'd say, 
I'll find a solution for you, Simit, that works for your business, and it may be a mix of these things. Um, I wouldn't or are you say, promoting that? No, we're not. We're go. not promoting any particular right. tech, any particular technology. Um, so we're, we're technology agnostic from that point of view. Right. But we kind of know which ones we're we're good at doing, and, okay. and, and we know how to finance it. And, and we so you, you tend to stick to what you know sure. and branch out in a. In, in a way that um, make, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, a good example is, we, you know, we are probably the, the market leaders in, in providing uh, biomass heat to, right. to, to, to corporates. Um, that can, you know, that, 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 you know, what are the things that are important there? Obviously, is all of the installation where we use partners, the operation and maintenance and, and, and all of that. But if that, if that, if we're providing biomass heat to a large warehouse, yes. And the warehouse roof is a roof as without without There's solar panels on it. Yeah, it's quite easy to do that. Yes. Or if within that factory there is a large furnace mm -hmm. that's basically pushing heat up a up, up a stack, actually, can we use that heat? Um, if particularly if they're electricity user, mm -hmm. can we use that heat into a um, a, a technology that? That, that can reduce their electricity bill. And what about the finance thing? Because this is the, obviously the, the bit that's slightly different from other companies I've yeah. talked to. Because you would go in there, and, and, and the big problem would be, you know, the, the, the CEO would go, "I really like what you're doing," and the FD would go, "We haven't got the money to invest in this right now. We've got to run the business." So, yeah. how would you offer the solution? To say, are you offering a power purchase agreement? What, what are you doing in terms of that? Yeah. Do you own the asset? Do they own the asset? Yeah. Can you explain how that works? Sure. We we. When we, when we do something like that, we believe it's better for us to own the asset right. and sell the energy back to the client. Okay. And the reason the reason we want to own uh, own the asset is that if we own the asset, we only get paid if we produce the energy. Therefore, we look after it with our um, service and maintenance team, and we can then finance it on an aggregated basis with the with the cheapest cost of capital. What does that do? That drives down the energy cost to the um, to the end user. So for the end user itself, they, they get a deal, which is so that basically they're saying, "Have my bit of land, and you, you'll do." It Have my there. bit of land and, yeah. and, and do it. And it's it, it's kind of a mindset. You know, mm. we, we can spend you know a lot of time talking to a corporate, yes. and um, you know they're very interested because perhaps they're building a new um, extension to a, a, an operation. Yeah. And, and the finance director, you're right, so doesn't want to spend the, the spare capital on, mm. on, 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 on a boring energy system. So you know, that's, what, that's where we're pushing through an open door. Um, but clearly when you do that, you have to also take into consideration how long are they going to be on that site? Of course, yes. Is the company secure enough to um, yeah, enter that, into that's a long an interesting term. point because if you're taking that risk, which is yeah. a risk for you yeah. to finance it, build the asset, yeah. and then run the the maintenance yeah. on it, how long are your contracts? So you're looking for you must be looking for some sort of uh, lifespan that you know you've got guaranteed returns for that energy, sure. or or are you building these assets in a place that you think actually even if that company moved, that, that this would be part of the site for the next tenant to come yeah. in. Well, <clears throat> that that's a that's a good question because. Basically, if you deal with a corporate as a as a corporate as a whole, mm. and they've got multiple sites, you can actually uh, work with them. Where if they want to close one factory and open another, as long as you've you've, you've got the ability to either move kit or, or, or yeah. put new kit into the new factory, we're, we're kind of protected. Um, in terms of duration of contract, mm 
um, particularly in biomass, that is, um, you know, is a 20-year RHI contract. Yeah. So, you know, ideally we want um, to, to enter into a... a Long you know, term, yeah. But it, the thing about what we do on, on, on the energy side, and this is where I think corporates really need to, to, to get it, is that most corporates um, will lease their space. Yes. So they'll lease a, an office or lease a factory. And they're quite happy with entering into a 20-year lease with a 10-year break or you know, a hard 20-year lease if they want it. Energy needs to, distributed energy, which is what we do, has very, very similar characteristics mm. to property. Um, we just happen to own the kit there and, and we want a so long-term contract. So you need them to think in the same way. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and once they start to think that, mm -hmm. you can then finance um, some really good systems which meets all their heat decarbonisation objectives. They can keep all the carbon uh, benefits and the carbon savings. Um, and most importantly of all to a finance director is they can get a cheaper cost of energy, whether it's, it's for the heat or, or the electricity. A couple of points that would strike me was you're taking quite a lot of risk here with this because uh, you're going to have to build the units. So how do you protect yourself? You know, because you're having to do an outlay. Yeah. Uh, you, perhaps you're doing the financing as well. <clears throat> how do you work as a business to make sure that, you know, if I employ you, you dare I say, you're not going to get out of business running my, my, my units for me that, you know, I'm getting the power for. How, yeah. how are you building in to know that you've got that sort of, you know, ability to, 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 to provide the power that I want in the longer term? Okay. First and foremost, um, we won't uh, take anybody on or, or um, commit significant capital until we've got an agreement with um, uh, the company that's, that, that's doing it. Secondly, we will fund all ourselves um, uh, in terms of that process, the, the, because obviously a lot of these things have to go for planning yes, and, and all of that. You'll take so, all of that. So we will take all of that, all of that risk. So we, in, in terms of our risk management here, we, we don't put in silly planning permissions where we're not going to get them. You know, we're very targeted in terms of what will work and won't work. We'll think through um, all of the consequences of yeah. um, if there's a default or, or, or how that. So a lot of that before we actually put a, a, you know, a significant amount of capital into a project, we will have we will have so you're worked very out. You're disciplinary, aren't you? You need to know about planning, you need to know about finance and technology. Yeah. It's quite a a real kind of range of disciplines that you, you need to be on top of. It is, but it's not. If you come out of the energy industry, mm. it's it sounds like a range of disciplines. Yeah, maybe. If, yeah. if you come out of um, the industry like where I came out of, so building doctor surgeries, yes. it's, 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 you know, what, what, what was the key thing there? Firstly was finding the doctors yes. who wanted a new surgery. Yeah. Second was convincing the NHS to, to give you a subsidy, i.e., pay the rent mm. um, and, and thirdly then the, the whole design Could and build out, that you'd yeah. use with with with, yeah. with with contractors but energy is 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 is, is distributed energy behind the meter mm. is exactly that so uh, I don't view that as difficult um, let's let's uh, I think one I think that that's made... all our behind the meter business, no no I, I, yeah, get yeah. I get that I get that let's just briefly break here and I want to talk about heat in particular so since electricity market reform, which is when you came into the sector in 2010, with all the things that's happening with the structure around net zero, there is this focus about transport and you know, general energy use or whatever. 
Heat is often seen as this kind of Cinderella. Are you frustrated as someone who can see the potential of what you're doing and see the, the, the realities of what you're doing, that heat is not higher up the government's agenda, not higher up basically in, in the energy sector's agenda? I, 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 I think that if we are serious about reaching our um, net zero targets, heat has to go right up the agenda. And I think it is going now, starting mm. to go right up the agenda. Um, I think the RHI, when, which was mm. the Renewable Heat Incentive, mm -hmm. when it was introduced, was very, very well intentioned. The problem with it is that they uh, gave the generous bits of the subsidy to... Uh, they, they got, they got the, a bad bang for their buck yeah. because they subsidised smaller systems mm. rather than larger systems. And the RHI actually, and Ofgem, I think have done a bloody good job. Mm. And um, obviously that's coming, coming to an end, but there will need to be some form of replacement to that. The financial instrument, order. you think? And, would, yeah, needed, yeah. Well, whether, whether it's a, a, some form of replacement, the, it needs to be focused in off-gas grid areas yeah. towards large heat users, which mm. is corporates, and um, uh, it, it, it needs to um, basically be able to attract people to, 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 to provide capital to it. Um, the RHI specifically comes to an end um, in 21. Um, we are pushing very hard at the moment, um, it's, and it's a short-term problem, but um, there's effectively a cliff edge coming up, mm. and I'm hopeful that in the budget, um, they Bayes have, have, have understood that if, if they don't do something just about the cut-off, uh, a lot of projects will stop and will actually falter, which will continue to stall the heat decarbonisation de issue. But I think, yes, I think they are committed to it and mm. we're certainly um, explaining the, 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 the merits of it. What's the vision? Well, let's look at where we are as a society. And Obviously, you're in the field looking at big corporates and mid-sized corporates right now. In behind the meter. In yeah. behind the meter. Yeah. But as we move to a society where we have much more distributed energy, yeah. you know, in Cornwall, there's a local energy project with people's houses charging their cars and then the grid and then obviously district heating and all of yeah. that. How do you see your solutions fitting in to my neighbourhood? in, say, five or ten years' time? Well, we would absolutely fund a, um, a, a, a district heating system or a local energy plant or, because we, our business has been built on, on distributed energy. So it is about local energy solutions. Um, the, the issue that we have mm. with it is finding a way... It's much easier for us to deal with a corporate who we can... Um, collect the money from of one course. entity. Then, talk, then, talk then to the one local entity. authority yeah. issues. Yeah. yeah. Now that doesn't mean we're against local authorities at no. all. I think one of the issues with it's local authorities is they've it, been yeah. bound by mm. EU procurement rules and and all of that, and that has definitely slowed mm. the whole decarbonisation agenda because of the way. Uh, and do you think that's a vital part that when you know in in the future in 10, 15 years, my neighbourhood will have its own little power system there that I'm locally. You know, maybe I'm trading, maybe I'll have a solar panel, whatever, not on my flat, but anyway, but you know, things like that. I think it'll be one, one thing in, in, in the mix. I don't, yes. think, it's, I don't think it's the, 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 the total solution. Um, and, I, you know, I think it'll, it'll, it'll be a, a part of it, yes. But, you know, if you look at, um, if you look at how 
certainly on the on the heat side that that some states have done where they've put a biomass yes. system in and heated a, a group of houses. That's at a small scale doing it. Uh, if you look at um, how it might work with um, villages, they might own, they have a, a field where they can put solar in, yeah. you can then obviously put storage in and, and all of that. But you know, that takes a lot of local coordination and as you well know if you are in a neighborhood and you've got you know 50 houses there will be 50 different opinions Correct, yeah. and that's quite difficult for companies like yeah. us to um, uh, prepare and get get ready for before we end what, so what's your vision if I'm talking to you in 10 years time what, what do you hope to see that you've done the company's done and maybe competitors as well but just, you know that general picture of making our lives better and decarbonate, how would you see the next 10 years panning out? I passionately believe that the energy market is moving to distributed energy generation. And that distributed energy generation is either can happen both sides of the meter. We want to be both sides of the meter and I would like to own substantial amount of assets on both sides that we have built we have um, uh, we operate we finance and we are there with everybody as a effectively a large but localized generator of of, of, of individual assets giving people energy security yeah. um, allowing us to um, upgrade as technologies improve and sure. new ones come out we can use the sites that we've got to put new ones in but basically, I want AMP Clean Energy to be a partner of choice um, in the same way as traditionally the old energy companies were. And to, to push us towards the, the, the challenge we all face about decarbonising. Well, that, that's our core DNA. Um, our core DNA is about helping industry decarbonise and helping the grid decarbonise. And you know, ultimately, we will. We at some point, we will see hydrogen in a, in a major yeah, sure. way coming in, and we want to be able to, um, uh, you know, be be ready to help that transition. Excellent. Thank you very much for your time. That's a pleasure.